ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So last time then, we started from the beginning of Surah Al-Balad where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned La uqsimu bihada al-balad I swear by this city wa anta hillum bihada al-balad and you are free from sin and to punish the enemies of Islam on the day of the conquest in this city of Mecca. وَوَالِدٍ وَمَا وَلَدٍ And by the begetter, Adam السلام, and that which he begot, his progeny. And you remember the other opinion was every parent and child, every creature, every child that is born, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدٍ Verily, we have created man in toil. And what was the other meaning? There were two opinions about this. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدٍ One was, we have created man in toil. The other was hmm, that we created man in the upright, in the upright posture, where the head is at the top in the upright form, whereas the other animals they walk on their stomachs, they crawl or on their four legs, but mankind walks on two legs with his head high. أَيَحْسَبُ أَلَّا يَقْدِرَ عَلَيْهِ أَحَدٍ Does he think that none can overcome him? يَقُولُ أَهْلَكْتُ مَا لَلُّبَدَى He says, boastfully, I have wasted wealth in abundance. أَيَحْسَبُ أَلَّا يَرَهُ أَحَدٍ does he think that none sees him? Alam naja'allahu aynayn wa lisanan wa shafatayn wa hadaynahu najdayn Have we not made for him a pair of eyes and a tongue and a pair of lips and shown him the two ways. What was the tafsir of We have shown him the two ways. What does that mean? The good and the evil. The path of good and the path of evil. We have shown him the two ways. 
And there was another possible meaning as well, which was the newborn, when he breastfeeds, that he recognizes how to breastfeed. And then, فَلَقْتَحَمَ الْعَقَبَةِ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَلْعَقَبَةِ But he has not attempted to pass on the path that is steep. But he has not attempted to pass on the path that is steep i.e. the path which will lead to goodness and success. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ And what will make you know the path that is steep? So here then, when Allah says, فَلَقَتَحَمَ that he has not attempted to pass on the path that is steep. أي الإنسان الذي كان يقول أهلكت مال اللبدا Meaning that individual who was referenced earlier on. يَقُولُ أَهْلَكْتُ مَالًا لُبَدًا The one who boasts that I have wasted my wealth. Those individuals of that nature, فَلَقْتَحَمَ الْعَقَبَةِ Have not attempted to pass on the path that is steep. فَلَقْتَحَمَ الْعَقَبَةِ يعني هَلَّقْتَحَمَ الْعَقَبَةِ Meaning if only... If only they did, if only they did tread upon the path that is steep, the path that is to success and goodness, if only they did. And the meaning of al-iqtiham, it is to pass, to go somewhere, to go through something with difficulty. That's why it's mentioned as treading the path that is steep. Because a path that is steep, then it is difficult to go up that steep path. So that's the meaning of falaqotahama al-iqtiham, is going somewhere or, or treading upon a path with difficulty. Wal-aqabah. هي الطريق في الجبل الوعق ولا شك أن اقتحام هذه العقبة شاق على النفوس العقبة it is talking about a mountain pass a mountain pass and no doubt climbing up a mountain pass then that is difficult upon the person it is difficult upon an individual to climb up a mountain pass. لا يتجاوزه أو لا يقوم به إلا من كان عنده نية صادقة في تجاوز هذه العقبة. So nobody can 
go beyond that and tread upon that and manage that except for the one who has a truthful intention except for the one who has a sincere and truthful intention only he will be able to manage that path and that's why Allah says here وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ الْعَقَبَةِ And what will make you know what this عَقَبَةِ is? What this steep path is? هَذَا الْاسْتِفْهَامِ لِلْتَشْوِيقِ وَالتَّفْخِيمِ أَيْضًا يعني ما الذي أعلمك شأن هذه الْعَقَبَةِ التي قال الله عنها فلقت حمل عقبة meaningها and so the question here فأوما أدراك ما العقبة what will make you know that path that is steep it is a question to gain the enthusiasm the to attract a person to attract a person, to gain their attention, their desire, to know what this path is, to understand and to learn and to become aware of what this path is. The question is there as a means to draw your attention and your desire to understand what this path is. And also, in order to magnify the status and the level of this path to magnify and to highlight the greatness of this path because it is the path of goodness, the path of success. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarified to us, Allah fi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then clarified to us what this path is or how it is in his statement that it is freeing a slave أو إطعام في يوم ذي مسغبة or giving food in a day of hunger Meaning when there's a famine. Giving food when there's a famine going on. Giving food in the day of hunger. Yatiman the maqrabah. To an orphan. Near of kin. To an orphan near in kin. أو مسكينا ذا مترابه وتو مسكين somebody in poverty poor cleaving to dust out of misery so here then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some examples of what this deep path is, what this difficult path to tread upon, the path to success is. Some examples are given. 
And the first of those examples is to free a slave. هِيَ خَبَرٌ لِمُبْتَدَ مَحْذُوفٌ وَالتَّقْدِيرُ هِيَّ فَكُّ رَقَابَةٍ وَفَكُّ الرَّقَابَةِ لَهُ مَعْنَيَانِ And this freeing a neck literally Freeing a neck literally Meaning freeing a slave It has two connotations or two meanings to it الْمَعْنَى الْأَوَّلِ فكها من الرق بحيث يعتقل يعتقل إنسان العبيد المملوكين سواء كانوا في ملكه فيعتقهم أو كانوا في ملك غيره فيشتريهم ويعتقهم. The first meaning is that you free a slave from slavery. That you are a person who frees the slaves, and so that could be. Slaves that were under your possession and you free them. Or slaves that were under other people's possession so you buy them from them and free them. That is one meaning of freeing a slave. Al-ma'ana thani is to free a slave from captivity. To free a slave from captivity. فَإِنْ فِكَاكَ الْأَسِيرِ مِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ فَإِنَّ فِكَاكَ الْأَسِيرِ مِنْ أَفْضَلِ الْأَعْمَالِ For indeed freeing a captive... Freeing a captive is from the best of the actions with Allah, the mighty and majestic. والأسير ربما لا يفكه العدو إلا بفدية مالية. And a captive, the one who is held hostage or held captive by the enemy, you may not be able to free that person Unless you pay the enemy, give the ransom. Give the ransom to the enemy and then that enemy uh, frees these captives. So it may take money from you to free the captive from the enemy. وَرُبَّمَا تَكُونُ هَذِهِ الْفِدْيَةِ فِدْيَةِ بَاهِضَةِ كَثِيرَةِ لا يقتحمها إلا من كان عنده إيمان بالله عز وجل. And the ransom to free that captive may be some huge amount. It may be a huge amount that they are asking for in exchange for the freedom of that captive. So nobody would pay that. Unless you are a person of sound iman in Allah, knowing that you will be rewarded and given from Allah for what you do, the one with sound, firm iman would be able to pay that and give his wealth to that. And not everybody would do that. So that is one thing from the explanations of the steep path to success, freeing a slave, either a slave that you own 
or a slave somebody else owns, you purchase that slave and free him, or that you free a captive. And that will typically be by giving a ransom to the enemy to free those captives. And perhaps those ransoms may be huge amounts that they are asking for. And only the person of true iman would be able to part with his money of that amount to free a captive. The second example given, أَوْ إِطْعَامٌ فِي يَوْمٍ Giving food when it is a day of hunger, meaning it is a time of famine, and yet you give food. أَوْ أَوْ هَذِهِ لِلتَّنْوِيعِ يعني So these are all variations of examples. Variations of examples. One is freeing the slave or the captive. One is feeding or giving food on the day of hunger. At a time of severe famine. At a time of severe famine. لِأَنَّ النَّاسِ قَدْ يُصَابُونَ بِالْمَجَاعَةِ الشَّدِيدَةِ Because people may be overcome with a severe famine. إِمَّا لِقِلَّةِ الْحَاصِلِ مِنَ الثِّمَارِ وَالزَّرُوعِ Either because their crop what they reap, their harvest is only a little. Maybe they only manage to get a little harvest, a small crop that year, small fruits and small produce. Or a famine can be a different context as well. That's the obvious one when there's not enough food. But the other context of a famine could be when there is some disease or illness that prevents you from eating. Food is there, but you cannot eat because of some illness. That a person eats, but he doesn't become full. He eats, but he doesn't become full. It doesn't satisfy him. وَهَذَا قَدْ وَقَعَ فِيمَا نَسْمَعْ الشيخ الْأَثَيْمِينِ says فِيمَا نَسْمَعْ عَنْهُ فِي الْبِلَادِ النَّجْدِيَّةِ وَرُبَّمَا فِي غَيْرِهَا إِضَاءَ الشيخ الْأَثَيْمِينِ says this type of issue occurred in the land of Najd a certain region of Saudi Arabia in current day where this occurred and he says maybe it occurred in other areas too أَنَّ النَّاسِ يَأْكُلُونَ وَلَا يَشْبِعُونَ that the people they eat, but they are not becoming satisfied or full because of this disease or illness. That a person eats 10 people's worth of food, but he doesn't feel full. He eats 10 people's worth of food, but he doesn't feel full. And they die from hunger in the markets, in different places. يَتَسَاقَطُونَ فِي الْأَسْوَاقِ مِنَ الْجُوعِ That they fall 
and they die in the market and out and about from hunger they fall and die yet they are eating but their bodies do not digest and process or whatever the illness is they eat and eat but it does not impact and satisfy their bodies and from hunger still they are dying and this occurred the sheikh says so that can be considered from a type or a context of a famine also. So the other obvious meaning of famine is when the crops and the agriculture, the, 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 what you sow, it doesn't reap the crops, it doesn't reap. You don't get the, the fruits and the trees, they do not bear the fruits. And uh, the growth doesn't occur from what you grow. It's a poor crop, a poor crop, a poor uh, year for that agriculture. And as a consequence, there's not enough food and a famine occurs. And maybe the people even end up leaving that land due to a lack of food in that land and a lack of growth, a lack of that crop in that land. So that is another example. Giving food on a day of hunger. Only a person with true sincerity and intention would be able to do that. Another, and then he carries on giving the examples. That you give it to an orphan of nearness in kin and kith. An orphan who is near in kin in your, in, from your relatives. Is near in that kin. وَالْيَتِيمُ هُوَ مَنْ مَاتَ أَبُوهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَبْلُغُ سَوَاءً كَانَ ذَكَرًا أَمْ أُنْثَى And an orphan is a prepubescent child whose father has died. A prepubescent child whose father has died. That is considered an orphan, whether it's a boy or a girl. Prepubescent before the age of puberty, their father dies, they are considered an orphan. But when you reach the age of puberty, after that, if the father dies, that person is not considered an orphan now, because that person himself is now considered an adult. He's now grown up, he is independent. وَكَذَٰلِكَ لَوْ مَاتَتْ أُمُّهُ فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَكُنُ يَتِيمًا خِلَافًا لِمَا يَظُنُّهُ بَعْضَ الْعَامَّةِ If a child's mother dies, then that child is not considered an orphan. Despite what many of the common people think, أَنَّ الْيَتِيمًا مَاتَتْ أُمُّهُ وَهَذَا لَيْسَ بِصَحِيحِ فَالْيَتِيمًا مَاتَ أَبُوهُ so some of the common folk, they think that an orphan is somebody whose mother has died. And that is not the case. Rather, it is somebody, a prepubescent child, whose father has died. In these societies, the common definition of an orphan is 
where they say where both parents have died. Here in these communities and societies and the way things are taught, they believe or the way it is understood that an orphan is a child whose parents have both died. And if one parent is alive here, they don't call that child an orphan. But here Islamically, if the father has died and the child is before puberty, that child is an orphan. لِأَنَّهُ إِذَا مَاتَ أَبُوهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كَاسِبٌ مِنَ الْخَلْقِ يَكْسِبْ لَهُ Because that child, if his father dies, then he has no one to provide for him. No one to bring an income for him to provide the food and the drink and the affairs that are required. And then when Allah said, ذَا مَقْرَبَةٌ ذَا مَقْرَبَةٌ Meaning somebody who is close to you in, in, uh, as a relative, has links to you, uh, family links to you. Because an orphan has a right to generosity, and a right to charity to help that orphan. But if that orphan happens to be somebody from your relatives, then he has even more right for generosity from you and for help from you and to spend upon him, etc. has even more right to that now. Because he's an orphan to begin with, but then on top of that, he's also from your relatives. لِأَنَّهُ يَكُونُ وَاجِبُ because that then is from the obligation of the kinship, meaning from the obligation upon your relatives. So then, if there is a child now that has both of these characteristics, that he is an orphan and is of your relatives, some closeness to you, then spending upon him on a day of hunger, on a day of famine, is considered to be from iqtiham al-aqaba, of treading that steep path. That is from the examples of treading the steep path. And then another example is given, أَوْ مِسْكِينًا ذَا Or a person in poverty cleaving to dust out of misery. مِسْكِينًا ذَا مَتْرَبَهُ يعني أو إطعام في يوم ذي Meaning likewise feeding that poor individual on the day of famine, on the day of hunger. And the miskin, huwa alladhi la yajid qootahu wa la qoota iyalih. The miskin is somebody who cannot find enough to feed himself or his family. So what is the difference between the faqir and the miskin? Okay. 
okay, but uh, there's another difference. Huh? He's a rich person, but he doesn't have a... And the faqir? Well, miskin? <laughs> the, the simple definition, that, you know, when you look at like uh, in the zakat and those chapters, simple definition, they just say, the faqir, man la yajid shay. And the miskin, the one who has something but not enough. Faqir in poverty, complete poverty. Faqir. Miskin in poverty but not as much as the faqir. He has a little bit but not enough. So he's still miskin, he's still poor. He hasn't got enough to feed himself and his family, but he's got a little bit at least. The faqir. Completely in poverty has nothing, hardly anything at all. So the faqir is basically worse off than the miskin. So here then the miskin, هو الذي لا يجد قوته ولا قوت عياله والمتربة مكان التراب والمعنى أنه مسكين ليس بيديه شيء إلا التراب. The meaning of أو مسكين ذا متربة. A miskin, somebody in that poverty who has nothing other than dust in his hands. That's all he has. Showing the level of his poverty that he hasn't got what he requires. That all he has there is dust in his hands, nothing more than that. وَمَعَلُومٌ أَنَّهُ إِذَا قِيلَ عَنَ الرَّجَلِ لَيْسَ عِنْدَهُ إِلَّا التُّرَابِ فَالْمَعَنَ أَنَّهُ فَقِيرٌ جِدًّا لَيْسَ عِنْدَهُ طَعَامٌ وَلَيْسَ عِنْدَهُ كِسَاء وَلَيْسَ عِنْدَهُ مَالٍ فَهُوَ مِسْكِينٌ ذُو مَتْرَبَةٍ And it is known that if you say somebody has nothing other than dust in his hands, especially in the, in, the, in the way that it is mentioned in Arabic, that kind of phrase would indicate that a person is completely in poverty. He's got nothing other than dust in his hands, completely in poverty, hasn't got food, hasn't got clothing, hasn't got any wealth, that he is in a state of poverty. So that is mentioned, giving that type of person food on the day of hunger. Then it says, ثُمَّ كَانَ مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْمَرْحَمَةِ Then he became one of those who believed in the Islamic monotheism, Tawheed. And recommended one another to perseverance and patience. And also recommended one another to pity and compassion. ثُمَّ كَانَ يعني ثُمَّ هُوَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ لَيْسَ مُحْسِنًا إِلَى الْيَتَامَ وَالْمَسَاكِينِ فَقَطْ بَلْ هُوَ ذُو إِيمَانٍ so then the one who treads upon that steep path and does what is mentioned in these examples, then he is not just somebody who has fed a poor person or aided an individual who was in need or an orphan. He's done more than that. 
by treading upon that path and doing these things, he's done more than just those things. He has shown the reality of his iman. He has shown the reality of his iman by feeding others and giving food away on a day of famine and by helping and aiding the poor and by freeing the slave and giving his wealth large amounts to free the captives. All of that shows his iman in uh, what is obligatory to have iman in. وَقَدْ بَيَّنَ الرَّسُولُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَلَّذِي يَجِبُ الْإِيمَانُ بِهِ and the Prophet ﷺ has clarified to us what you have to have iman in. What do you have to have iman in? What are the six things? The six things you have to have iman in. Any of the kids or the younger attendees? Iman in Allah, that's the first one. Then what? In the angels. In the prophets, books, in the last day, in the pre-decree. So, bayyana al-Rasulu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-ladhi yajibu al-imanu bihi, faqala hina sa'alahu Jibreelu an al-iman, al-iman an tu'mina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa al-yawm al-akhir wa al-qadar khayrihi wa sharrihi. Exactly what he mentioned there, the six points of Iman, the six pillars of Iman. That they recommend to one another perseverance and patience. That they advise each other each other upon perseverance and patience. And patience is three types, and we've done this before. So what are the three types of patience? Anybody remember? Any of the... Anybody else from the youngsters? He's smiling, I think he wants to answer. Go ahead, what's the three types of patience? Give us one. You just heard the answers. Anybody? Ah, youngsters where? Old youngster, go on. You know, when we went to Hajj many years ago, there was an Egyptian brother with us. He was the, the, like the mushrif uh, in charge of the hajj. And we were new learning Arabic in those days. This was 2005 or something. We were just learning Arabic in those days. Learning, uh, we were in the first year. In the first year. Senat al-Ula. Went to hajj and uh, the Egyptian man, he was in charge. And uh, one day he said to us, uh, uh, he was telling us, move, just move, make some space. He said, shui, shui kathir. We were laughing. How can it be shwiya and how can it be kafir? Either it's kafir or it is shwi. Which one? Shwiya kafir. And so we were laughing at that time. How can it be a little bit and a lot at the same time? You say move a little bit but a lot. So in those days, you know, we were learning Arabic and it was funny to us. So young, old, young, go on. 
Patience doing good deeds? Staying away from sins? Patience in the decree? So, as-sabru thalafatu anwa' Sabrun ala ta'atillah Sabrun an ma'asiyatillah Wa sabrun ala aqdarillahi al-mu'limah Patience upon obedience to Allah Patience in staying away from the sinning against Allah And patience upon the difficulties of the decree فَهُمْ صَابِرُونَ مُتَوَاسُونَ بِالصَّبْرِ بِهَذِهِ الْأَنْوَاعِ الصَّبْرُ عَلَى طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ الصَّبْرُ عَنْ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ الصَّبْرُ عَلَى أَقْدَارِ اللَّهِ الْمُؤْلِمَةِ So they, those believers, they recommend to each other and they advise to each other to be patient upon worship to Allah and to be patient in staying away from the sins and to be patient upon the decree of Allah and the difficulties of the decree. وَقَدْ اجْتَمَعَتْ هَذِهِ الْأَنْوَاعِ الثَّلَاثَةِ فِي الرُّسُلِ عَلَيْهِمَ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَاتْبَعِيمُ And these three categories of patience, they are all combined within the messengers of Allah and their followers. فَهَا هُوَ الرَّسُولُ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ صَابِرٌ عَلَى طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ يُجَاهِدُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ and so you see the example of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was patient upon the worship of Allah, striving in the path of Allah, calling to Allah. And he was harmed, yu'dha, and he was transgressed against, yu'tada alayhi, bil-dharb. He was beaten and he was physically uh, assaulted in that path in calling to Allah. Hatta... The disbelievers, the polytheists, they had even desired and wanted and decided they want to kill him. They wanted to kill him, yet he was patient, seeking the reward from Allah. He was also patient upon or from the sinning, staying away from the sinning against Allah. لا يمكن أن so it was not from the way of the Prophet ﷺ to deceive anyone, to lie against anyone, or to betray anyone. And he was pious and fearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the level he was. كَذَلِكَ صَابِرٌ عَلَىٰ أَقْدَارِ اللَّهِ he was also patient upon the decree of Allah. How much he was harmed in the path of Allah due to his obedience to Allah. So we mentioned this example before you remember that the mushrikun, they used to harm the Prophet ﷺ to the level that when they saw him prostrating before the Kaaba, that they would command somebody to bring the intestines and the, the, the disgusting affairs to come and throw them onto the back of the Prophet ﷺ. Whilst he was in prostration, and he was patient in all of that. Yusuf 
وأوذي في الله بالسجن ومع ذلك فهو صابر محتسب لم يتضجر ولم ينكر ما وقع به and you see the example of Yusuf alayhi salam patient upon the decree of Allah he was thrown into the well in the, the darkness of that thick forest and he was harmed in the path of Allah by being thrown into prison and despite all of those things he was patient maintaining his trust and seeking the reward from Allah and not becoming agitated and upset by those affairs and what had occurred and then وَتَوَاصَوْ marhama That they encourage and recommend one another to pity and compassion. To pity and compassion. أَيْ أَوْصَى بَعْضُهُمْ أَنْ يَرْحَمَ الْآخَرِ They advise each other, recommend to each other to have mercy upon one another. وَرَحْمَةُ الْإِنسَانِ لِلْمَخْلُوقَاتِ تَكُونُ فِي الْبَهَائِمِ and the mercy of a person, it is upon animals as well as humans. You show mercy to humans and to animals. So a person, he shows mercy to his father and fathers, grandfather, etc., his mothers, and his sons and his daughters and his brothers and his sisters and his uncles and aunts. Hakada, this is the mercy, this is how it is. And also you have mercy upon all the others from the humans, not just your relatives. And he has mercy upon his animals has mercy upon his camel and his horse and his donkey and his cow and his sheep. And other than that, وَقَدْ قَالَ وَقَدْ قَالَ النَّبِيُّ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَةُ وَالسَّلَامِ اِرْحَمُوا مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَرْحَمُكُمْ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاءِ Have mercy upon those on the earth and the one in the heavens will have mercy upon you. Have mercy upon those in the earth and the one above the heavens will have mercy upon you. Ula'ika, and then it says after that, Ula'ika ashabul maymana. They are those on the right hand, i.e., they are the dwellers, residents of paradise. Ula'ika, yani ha'ula'il mawsufun bihadi sifat, meaning the people with these characteristics we've been mentioning, ashabul maymana, ay ashabul yameen. Meaning the ones who are given their books on the day of judgment in their right hands. Because the one who is given the book in his right hand on that day will have an easy accountability and he will return to his family in joy. Then Allah the Mighty and Majestic said, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ But those who disbelieved in our ayat, in our proofs and evidences, verses, lessons, signs, revelations, then they are those on the left hand, meaning the dwellers of hell, 
Those who rejected our signs, then they are from the left side. Meaning, whom al-dhamir huna ja'a lit-tawkeed. So the emphasis, whom is for the emphasis here. Uh, so then, al-mash'ama, that they are from the left side. يعني الشمال أو الشؤم. That they are from the left side or الشؤم from the meanings of pessimism, negativity. That they are in the bad side. عَلَيْهِمْ نَارٌ مُؤْصَدَةٌ Upon them the fire will be shut. The fire will be shut over them. I.e. they will be enveloped by the fire without any opening or window or outlet. أي عليهم نار مغلقة لا يخرجون منها ولا يستطيعون إلى ذلك سبيلا That they will be in an enclosed fire. That there will be no exit. Because those who are given their books with their left hand on that day, they are the ones in ruin and loss. So they will be in an enclosed fire with no exit possible from that. So then the shaykh, he says at the end, نَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ نِجْعَلَنَا مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْمَرْحَمَةِ إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ مُجِيبٌ that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who believe, have iman, and do the righteous actions, and recommend to one another, and counsel and advise one another upon patience, and that we counsel and advise and recommend one another with pity and compassion. Indeed, He is the all-hearing and the one who answers. So that brings us to the end of this particular chapter, insha'Allah ta'ala, from the next lesson, we'll start the next chapter, and that will be Surah Al-Fajr, Surah Al-Fajr, and that is a long one in the explanation here, so that will take possibly two, maybe even three sessions I think. Surah Al-Fajr will probably take three lessons, I think. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll start that one from next time.